Keys. All right, everybody. <laughs> good morning, uh, good afternoon, if that's where you are, maybe good evening. This is Nikki Burnett. This is Taste Life Radio, streaming live on KUHS Denver. Um, good stuff. So I'm excited about today. This is um, a fun experience for me because if you happen to have seen me ever on the radio show before I had my own, Lowell, Dr. Lowell. Thank you. Is, Thank you very much. Is, is who brought me in the radio. And, and uh, I would be on his shows uh, periodically, and it was always so much fun. So yeah. thanks for coming. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. It's it's time because, you know, everybody has to eat, right? <laughs> everybody does have to eat. Yeah. So yeah. It's, and I'm, I kind of question the eating habits these days of not only yeah. myself, but the people I work with. And you're always a great resource for me to help them. <clears throat> and you've helped me, so awesome. I have a testimonial yeah. you do. for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. I love that. Thank you. This is the person right here, functional <laughs> nutritionist, yeah. par excellence. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, cool. So, um, as you know, this is a show that we want to um, We want to have some fun. We want to talk truth. Uh, we want to get the real deal out there to the best that we can. We know science changes, but we want to give you the information that we have today to the best of our ability and just have some fun with it. And so today we're going to talk a lot about performance and sports, and I'm going to talk as much about sports as I know how, which isn't very much. Um, so <laughs> that's where you get to come I, in. Sorry, I must laugh. <laughs> um, but first, as always, gratitude. What are we grateful for today? And so um, mine's a little bit selfish today because we've been working on getting putting a fence up for several years and this weekend we will now have 90 percent of the fence finished and i'm so grateful for it because now there's some privacy and we don't have to worry about the dogs and um and it's beautiful and it's a project that we did you know my husband and i mostly did together and we got along really well <laughs> and I know, and it's been really, really good. And so we have great neighbors, so we've been able to share with the neighbors. So I'm really grateful for the fence and the, and for good neighbors and an amazing husband. What about you? How can you top that? I know. I, where do I go from there? <laughs> I could just have you know gratitude with attitude, I suppose. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So um, recently, as everybody knows, there's a lot of things going on in the world that we don't have any control over, and yet seem to be influencing us in a, in a dramatic way. Uh, whether you want to accept that or not, it's, it seems to be influencing us. So I'm grateful for the people that are out there literally on the streets doing what they need to do to raise the consciousness of those who seem to think they have the control, um, <laughs> but maybe they don't. And I'm hoping that um, those like Saida out in MCOR uh, in uh, New York City, uh, MCOR was, is in the county of New York that had the greatest amount of per capita COVID cases, um, and they are in the midst of both elderly as well as kids. It's a really dynamic environment, and she is the executive director of a community center. Mm. And I had a chance to talk to her yesterday, and uh, I just, I'm grateful for her and her efforts in making sure that kids are taken care of, yep. and that grandpas and grandmas are well looked after and respected. Beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Cool. All right, so let's get into the fun stuff. Mm -hmm. So first, I want to um, I want to know, I want everybody else to know, because I already know, about you, who you are, what you do, why you do what you do, where you came from, yeah. all of the fun stuff about Dr. Lowell. Well, 
look, I was raised on a farm, so from a nutritional standpoint, I've learned from literally the ground up. Um, and I, I one of and the, a comedian. Yeah, well, I, you never know. I've been accused of not being too funny. Uh, but one of the things that really grounds me in that history is the, 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 the senses. And as I talk on my show, I, I re- relate to the skills section of all five senses. So when I was a kid in the springtime, at this time of the year, I would literally lay on the black dirt. Nice. Mainly because I was so tired from growing, <laughs> from cultivating. You know, my dad had an acre for a garden, an acre. Wow! Oh yeah, it was insane. I'm so jealous. That's amazing. Well, you know, farmers, what do we do? You know, we've yeah. got acres and acres of land, so we just make this huge garden. And my mom was a canner, and you know, so nothing went to waste. But for me, in the springtime, the after we cultivated the the, the garden and got it ready, the smell of black dirt just seemed to kind of anchor me in. So from there, um, I just kept the science thing going, and I was, have been in, engaged in science all my life, scientific mindset, scientific theorist, um, and that caused me to be thirsty for knowledge. So, you know, went on to college, um, got, you know, played basketball, played sports at Division One level, um, loved sports. My dad was a coach, uh, so I had that hanging with me, and eventually... I got my master's in education uh, in, and became an administrator in education over the years. And then I just wasn't done yet. <laughs> so, so I went I on. Yeah. Never, never be done. Oh, you, you got to be done. You gotta be, your curi- curiosity is my curse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I went on and got my Ph.D. in educational leadership and human development. And throughout all that process, I'm meeting young people and, and uh, administrators and and coaches and general managers of franchises and constantly trying to connect them to what and who will make them better. And that, in essence, is, is my, my mantra for my, my clients, uh, the people I, I, I hang out with, is I say, look, at, I want to know about any person or anything that's going to influence your ability to be your best. I love that. So um, here I am today doing, and, and that's, what, that's what this is all about at KUHS, uh, radio and television is to uh, use this as a platform to communicate those messages, mm-hmm. identify and reinforce uh, through that identification what is the right way to get things done, which is one of the reasons why I'm, I'm, I'm so attracted to you and what you do is because it's, it's a key component mm-hmm. to development of the human body and mind, that connection, uh, and there's lots of disconnects, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, we're, and we're hopefully going to talk a little bit about that oh, yeah. today. Yep. Um, but that's that's where I come from. Kind of a natural place. <laughs> <laughs> well, and just to throw you uh, throw out, you know, your the information on your show too is his show is tomorrow. Yep. So it's every week um, at eleven. Eleven. That's sign language, by the way. Okay, okay good. Yeah, yeah, eleven o'clock. Eleven a.m. Mountain Standard <laughs> 11 Time. Eleven a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Yes. Um, and it's a it's a great show. I think it's a great show. I was on it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it see? is a great show. See? <laughs> One of my Self-depre- favorite things is to see you on the, on the show and then start texting you and giving you all oh, yeah. time. <laughs> oh, I love, love that. <laughs> so influential. <laughs> oh, good stuff. He starts talking about Gatorade. I'm like, what are you doing to me? Yeah. <laughs> it was a reference point. You know, PD Light didn't come to mind right off the bat. Oh, good. <laughs> sugar. She's getting it through the sugar. Thing. Yeah, you have to. Well, and, you know, and, and the sh- like I said, the show's a platform to, to offer information and guidance in a very comprehensive and yet quick and efficient way. Um, and hopefully it generates new business and new insights for people to 
take advantage of. Yeah. Uh, like tomorrow, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the influence of CBD as an anti-inflammatory and how that works. And I'm, by the way, I'm oversimplifying what CBD is, is and the cannabinoids that are in it as it relates to inflammation. It's, it can do much more than that. Mm -hmm. And much of that science we have very little knowledge about, mm -hmm. good knowledge, but very little because mm -hmm. there's so much more to, to, so to be much. gained yeah. about it. Mm -hmm. And the influence of cabin, cannabinoids on our endocrine system, our neurologicals, mm -hmm. the muscles. I'm going to be focused on muscles tomorrow. And what CBD is an anti-inflammatory for those bumps and bruises, it's getting into the season, right? Yep. Well, we hope so. Yep. Where we can go out and do continue the hiking, go horseback riding, you know, mountain climb, whatever you do. Um, and if you get a bump or a bruise, know that CBD is an alternative to anything else that might be, God forbid, addictive. Uh, or CBD. just dangerous. You know, even you know your your non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, Advil, you know, yeah, things yeah. like that. Those those we take them so regularly and mm -hmm. so much, and they're so incredibly damaging. Liver, um, and, well, the liver, the kidneys, the stomach. I mean, it's it's tough stuff. So. Yeah. Um, and the worst, I have to put this out there, totally off topic, but the worst is acetaminophen. If you can avoid taking Tylenol, avoid it. It is not good for you. It's, it's exceptionally hard on the liver. So, um, if we can do things like CBD, um, turmeric, um, mm -hmm. you know, curcumin, things like that, that help with, with inflammation, then actually do a good thing to the body. Then that's, you know, that's, Let's go that's natural, what we want to do. That's what we want to do. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, so real quick, um, again, this is KUHS Radio, KUHSDenver.com, streaming live, um, one of the top stations in the country, by the way, so um, good stuff going on here, thanks to Henry. Um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about Rightful, one of our sponsors, and Rightful is an amazing company, actually right along the lines of what we're talking about. It's got turmeric or curcumin. It's got a little bit of CBD in it, um, but it is an anti-inflammatory. It is a pain supplement. It's a liquid. There's a morning, there's an evening. It's got eight plant-based nutrients in it. It's an amazing product. And I, t you know, I talk about it every week, but it's, it's being sold at the, um, uh, pain management clinics, clinics, which is why, how it's, you know, it's working so well that allopathic medicine is taking it in, which is pretty cool stuff, right? We want to start to see that mesh between, um, the the holistic or the functional or the naturopathic and the allopathic, right? So all good stuff. Um, Such big words. <laughs> She's <laughs> just it's natural stuff. See how that works? <laughs> I'm I make fun, but I'm all I'm all in it. I'm on board all of it. You got it. You got it. Um, so yeah, morning and an evening. And, you know, for, for pain itself, give it a little bit of time, but you know, it's working really quickly for a lot of people for sleep, for focus, which is me. Um, and, and just, you know, for calm and, you know, moving through your day well. So great product. I love these guys. Um, go to rightful.com and you can put in the code TLN20 um, and you can get a discount. So it's good stuff. We've got, I've got people on it who are just in love with it. So. Good days, good times. I love it. All right, so we were talking about um, the brain-body disconnects. And so as a performance coach, you these are the things you see a lot. And I see it in a different way, right? Yeah, yep. Um, but they always, kind of, they always come together. So I'm curious, you know, when you're working with your athletes or you're working with your 
you're, you also work with elite athletes who are moving into the corporate world, yep. right? Yep. So um, from the youngsters to those who are no longer really the athletes. But there's a lot of disconnect there with, with the brain um, and the body. So what are you seeing and how do you manage that? Well, before I get to that, let me yeah. just make sure that regardless of the age, the comments I'm going to make now, it's common responses. So you, whether you're a mom, of, mom and dad of kids or you're a coach or general manager of adults who act like kids, but nonetheless, they're adults, <laughs> they're bigger, um, they're going to have the same kind of symptoms that I see. Uh, as relates to a diminishment of performance. And that's what I call brain fog. They're, they're going to look like they're kind of out of it. You know, and some people say, well, you're not an early morning person. You know, so if we see them in the morning, typically when we, we see them before workouts, oh, they're kind of lethargic and they're kind of you know, sleepy-eyed looking like. And that's, that's a camouflage to what's really going on. So I, I take a look at things like skin tone, I ask them about, I, I try to get, not that I, I'm a pH monitor, but I want to know what, what it, what their skin feels like. So I'll mm-hmm. shake hands with a with a whole new intent. That's so interesting. Yeah, I love I'll, that. Or I'll grab them by their mm-hmm. their palm their palms with my fingers, and then my thumbs are on the tops of their hands, and I'll rub the tops of their hands to see if I can sense any scaling of their skin, any kind of moisture there. Uh, and typically in the in the mornings, you shouldn't you shouldn't feel like somebody's got sweaty hands. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. it's just not part of that. And if it is, that's a sign that something's not going right. Interesting. And it going not going right directly to nutrition or chemistry mm-hmm. or both. Sure. sure. So th- for me it's I, I'm looking for brain fog. There mm-hmm. there are other things I'll, mm-hmm. I'll hopefully have a chance to mention, but brain fog is the big one for me. So I know that you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I'll be and if you're not, that means we might have to elongate the prep time. Yeah. Yeah. And the warm up. Mm-hmm. And and I'll tell you right now, strength and conditioning coaches, trainers and then the head coaches, they they don't know about this stuff, mm-hmm. and nor do they want to. <laughs> oh. They get in it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Um, best. My best stories are about when I first got into uh, big team exercises, where I was with the team for the entire seasons. The coaches. I'd ask the coach, "Well, how much time do I have to get the teams prepared with the with the training and stuff?" Fifteen minutes. Oh. Oh yeah, really? 15. Nice. Oh, the whole team. Fifteen minutes of time to get them ready oh, to be goodness. good thinkers and focused mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. brain and body connected. Mm-hmm. We've modified that. Good. <laughs> Seems um, to make sense. Yeah, got into the system, and they, they, they listened to me. Uh, but you, So brain fog is the thing, uh, to, mm-hmm. to first look yeah. at that brain-body connection. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, I, you know, in, in my mind, when I think of, of you know, getting up in the morning and how you feel, it's sleep. What do you have for dinner? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you eat? regularly um what are your what's your home life like you know what are your stress levels you know all of these things can come in where i would think for anybody but particularly athletes who are supposed to be at the top of their game yep all of these things can start to affect them physically mentally emotionally so they come in they can be dragging they can have the brain fog they can not be focused things like that um so that's that's really interesting one of i was doing a little bit of research before we got together and one of the things that stood out to me was uh, that this guy, this, this doctor says, brain is a ref- brain health or brain function, I guess, is a reflection of life- lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming in foggy, if you're not with it, if you don't, if you're, if you've got these things going on that that aren't normal and aren't right, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Well, and look, there's lots of press around certain sports and um, traumatic brain injury or trauma to brain, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And there are many players that, 
I was just asked the other day by the therapist I work with about with brain trauma, um, and she says, do, do you happen to have any thought about kids, high school kids, that you may have seen that you think had brain trauma but nobody diagnosed it? Mm-hmm. I said, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like, <clears throat> if there's brain fog, I will look for balance. Mm-hmm. So I, when I'm ha- hanging on to their hands, I'll ask them to squeeze my hands. If I have an indication from their skin tone yeah. that there's something wrong, I'll mm-hmm. say, squeeze my hands. If I get uneven pressure by mm-hmm. either one of the hands, then I'm going to ask them to walk on a straight line, close their eyes and walk, yep. and see if they've got yep. any kind of vertigo yep. sensations. Because yep. then, then I start getting these reinforcement of all these things mm-hmm. happening. I'm going, this person has a scar yeah. on their brain. Mm-hmm. So the research that you looked at, is very very meaningful to me mm-hmm. because it means the pressure the pressure between the space in the brain tissue and the cranium is regulated by your whole what you do yeah. <laughs> to your body yeah. uh, uh, chemistry uh, the pH and so what you drink how much you drink how much you eat when you eat mm-hmm. and how much you eat mm-hmm. um, so then I will I will bring you in to change those behaviors right <laughs> <laughs> when I identify it I mean I look at I can talk about it fairly mm-hmm. accurately but I'm not the person who's the expert on creating the strategies and systems to get right. them to mm-hmm. change mm-hmm. eating habits, mm-hmm. the food they eat in those habitual processes, yep. so that we can, so that I can get and give it to the coaches, this athlete who is properly balanced, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. is be able to literally walk a straight line without any hesitation. Um, and <laughs> not that we do this, but the extreme would be, okay, you're doing fine, let me push you a little bit because we push to limits. Mm-hmm. Get on the top of this fence and walk this fence without looking at the fence. Mm. Or Now we'll use a balance beam. That's an over extreme example. Yeah. I'll use a balance beam and ask them, actually ask them to close mm-hmm. their eyes mm-hmm. and try to walk the balance mm-hmm. beam because now they're, they're not just regulating their brain, they're regulating their brain to connect to the body and feel the board, sense the direction yeah. of the board. Mm-hmm. If that happens, brain chemistry is good, mm-hmm. physiological um, signaling mm-hmm. uh, through the neuro, 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 uh, your nervous system, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, that you, and that your blood is pumping in the right way to mm-hmm. activate those very subtle and, and sublime yep. muscle impulses. Yep. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a continuum, mm-hmm. and you've gotta, it starts with brain-body connection. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so I have a couple of things um, that they're you know sort of jumping out at me and one when we're talking about brain health and athletics and you know these these brain injuries mm-hmm. and we talked about this last week on Dr. Sam's show but this but you know these brain injuries these concussions are immediate leaky gut it signals the gut and it immediately creates leaky gut so what's happening with these with these um, athletes who have multiple concussions are not addressing all problems that come along with um, with with the situation, we, we're seeing autoimmune disease go sky high. We already know that autoimmune disease. One of the, the the first things that happens is there's inflammation, there's leaky gut, and then in time it can create autoimmune disease. You know, one of the things we talked about was um, Muhammad Ali. How much brain damage did he have? How difficult? How much gut damage did he have? And he was. He was poor guy. Um, Damn, was, I'm in I'm in bad yeah. shape then. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need to sit down. Oh, yeah. oh, I am. So <laughs> well, we worked on your gut. Your yeah. Good. Well, I, seriously, she did, and and I have I can attest to the 
the benefits that it gave me. But and again, continue with that process. Mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali is a great example. Uh, there are now, po regretfully, post, you know, uh, the incident, we could have dealt with it e earlier. Mm -hmm. His neurological issues with Parkinson are more than likely directly related to all the connections that, that Nikki just said about brain trauma, mm -hmm. uh, inflammation issues, autoimmune issues, and then leaky gut because that, 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 that's a critical mass of things happening that mm -hmm. eventually works on his nervous system. So yep. there were failures. Oh, yeah. And he, and he obviously, he yep. for years, he had those mm -hmm. failures. Now, mm -hmm. if somebody would have gotten that connection, you know, 20 years ago, right. he may have had a more fulfilled quality mm -hmm. of life than what he did. And I'm not saying he didn't. Mm -hmm. Great family, you know, a lot of love there. But he is one example that should be looked for in many, many people. Right. Yeah. Uh, football is an example of that, but I'll also ask people to take a look at moms and dads to watch their kids after contests. So, for example, <clears throat> here's a brain-body disconnect. <clears throat> if you have a, a young athlete, let's say it's a 14-year-old female, and she's a soccer player. And by the way, these references are based on some true facts. Mm -hmm. um, and she gets done with a match, and you, you say to her, hey, let's go, we're going to go get some hamburgers. You know, get the protein in. At least within two hours after that, I'm not professing that hamburgers are the best way to do it, but get it. Grass-fed burgers are the best. Well, finding a grass-fed burger place is not bun. easy to do. <laughs> yeah, look what she's telling you. Oh, let's run out to McDonald's for a gluten-free bun. No, I don't <laughs> no, think that's what I said. No, not going to happen. I said it because I know it's not going to happen, but that's what you should do to feed feed the body. Now, if that young lady says to you, Mom, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not hungry. Mm -hmm. Wrong. Especially if you know that typically she is hungry. Not because it was after a big contest, because that's just who she is. That's her metabolism. So any athlete that comes away from a workout, like a, a, a contest or a practice, and they say that they have a diminished appetite, that's okay, but they still will eat. But if they have a diminished appetite and they just don't want to eat anything, that's a sign mm -hmm. for you. That's them telling you something about what's going on. And Here's my point about brain trauma. It's, it's not just direct contact to the brain. If that young player had fallen during a match on this turf that's underlayment by concrete, mm. their neck whips. So they can get, there are, I have wide receivers at the pro level that have brain injury uh, on, the, on the spinal cord at the lower part of their cranium because of the whiplash effect mm -hmm. of just falling sideways on the turf and their neck and shoulders go bink bink, and and they don't have the same symptoms, but they might not want to eat anything. They may not want mm -hmm. to even drink anything mm -hmm. because of the what it does to their chemistry, their brain chemistry, and how that makes them feel. So be aware of those things, um, and in in highlighting when and how much nutrition. So uh, I'm not going to say force the child to eat, but make sure that they get some good electrolytes in their body. Uh, amp up the magnesium and um, and zinc mm -hmm. in their system because those are those are chemicals that are going to help uh, the the brain chemistry in there and then and then see what they'll do in, in a few hours after that for eating. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's smart. And I, in my mind, and you know, that's it's not my expertise, but going going deeper. I mean, if you have symptoms like that, what's happening? You know, that's the point where you want to understand: is there is there damage that maybe even the doctors don't see? Is there something yeah. that needs to be addressed? Do you need to see the chiropractor? Do you need to start under, you know, doing some testing to understand 
has it created a leaky gut situation? Do we need to address things now? Because now's the time to do it, not in a year, 10 years, 20 years, when we're like, why is this happening? I don't understand these symptoms. I don't understand this pain. I don't understand this autoimmune disease. I don't understand what's going on. When 20 years prior, you might've been able to help the situation. So and be let, on, jump on top of it. And let me circle back to the references that I kind of made fun of a little bit. I don't want to be misunderstood by this. Um, Indiopathic, homeopathic, you know, naturalist, you know, medicine is, is they're more insightful. And I'm not trying to discredit anything on the traditional medical field because there's a lot of great doctors out there and health professionals. But the, the reference that Nikki made to those areas of health and well-being come at things from a different list of questions, a different sensitivity to observation and inquiry than the traditional doctors do. Because the traditional doctors have a whole other agenda that they look for that's more, um, I hate to say this, but more pharmacological. <laughs> You know, they're, they're looking at the, the pills. they're trained. Yeah, and so understand that mm -hmm. and get, get other opinions when you don't see your child or the athlete you're working with responding in a way that, that facilitates the connection that you normally see with them. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, and I think that's a great point. You know, allopathic medicine is amazing in acute care. So if you have a child or yourself, an, an elite athlete, and you have a concussion, go to the doctor you might need meds and you might need to understand you know yeah. what's going on but then there's a point to where moving more into functional medicine i do functional nutrition that we are looking things things a little bit differently a little bit deeper um the testing is is sometimes a little bit different um and we look at sometimes the numbers a little bit differently and so, um, but it's all works together. You know, I work with, with allopathic medicine because it's important to, to co-manage when we have to. Um, but yes, there are certainly some differences and there's always what I simply, sim simply put for me, it's always asking why, Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, um, and not saying, okay, let's cover it up. Hey Jeff, um, but it's always asking why. And, and let's let's keep digging to understand why, and then we start to allow the body to balance itself based on what we find. Um, okay, perfect. Yeah. I love it. Me too. All Jeff, right. hello. <laughs> it's a good friend of mine. We met in Waco many many years ago. He that'd was actually a, on the show with me. That'd but. be Texas, wouldn't it? That would be Texas. Is this the musician? Yes. Okay. See, I watched Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're pretty good too. <laughs> he Just is saying. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let's take a quick break um, and talk about where we are. We are streaming live, KUHS Denver. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, and so we also have another sponsor, uh, Zymogen, who is a great company. I appreciate them so much because they don't let terrible products go. They don't let even off products go to market. You know, if they, you know, if it's going through and they see something is, 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 there's a problem with their product, they won't let it leave their facility. What kind of products? All kinds of products. Well, so this one is I-5. So functional foods, they do, I mean, all kinds of stuff. So I can't stuff, get tires from them though? No. So not those kind of products? Supplements. Oh, supplements. Supplements. Oh, oh okay. uh, He's I got teaching it. me. It takes me a while to yes. get there. No, you're okay. teaching me <laughs> to be more clear because I'm not always very clear. There's not a lot of smart people out there. <laughs> I have to keep it. 
<laughs> just kidding. Anyway, just um, kidding. Yeah. So amazing supplements. Um, good stuff. You can go to my website and there is a link on there. It's a whole scripts link, but it will take you to where you can purchase the supplements on your own. They've got immune boost. TasteLifeNutrition.com. Did it again. Just say, you know. I just I, need to I do put it across here, but I don't have enough room. Not sure what to say to that. Yeah, but you, don't, you shouldn't. It's just self-evident. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a slender beast. Um, click on the link. Put in Radio Five for your discount. Um, they have they've got workout products um, for the gym. One of my favorites called ATP Ignite Workout. It's awesome. Um, and the, you know immune boosting supplements. They've got women uh, supplements and men supplements and kids supplements and um, the whole thing. And a lot of their stuff, especially their fish oil, I use for the dogs as well so good company great stuff um go to my website tastelifenutrition.com and check it out all right cool so moving on what are you doing now yeah so um let's talk about mental toughness whoa i've been accused of not having that very often <laughs> whoa so how could how can i be an expert in it <laughs> So, yeah, what is it, what do you, so you have to be mentally tough. I think in a lot of situations, so athletics for sure. Um, you've got crowds and you've got pressure and you've got performance issues or mm -hmm. good or bad, right? But then, you know, in business, you have to be mentally tough. Yeah, and mental toughness is the phrase for process uh, okay. that gets us to being defined as resilient. So mental toughness is, is that protocol for being resolved okay. in, in pursuing something. Mm -hmm. So if you get pushed how quickly do you come back from the push? That's the, basically the definition of resiliency. Right. And the process of becoming mentally tough helps you to be quicker at getting back from that, that mm -hmm. push. I like to use the Pillsbury Doughboy as my example. <laughs> you know, because when you push him, he comes back very quickly and then he gives you a giggle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but at the end. Isn't that kind of nice to think of? It? It's really yeah, cute. Yeah. Because my mental toughness exercises are not that pleasant. Really? What do you yeah. do? Well, we, we get a little bit nasty with the things. Um, <laughs> So, for example, if, if we take a, a wide receiver, I will actually have them run the route, and when they make the break on the route, which is when they're supposed to catch the ball, they have their eyes closed. Ooh. So you're forced to be pretty res resolute and trust that you're going to catch the ball in your hands and not in your face. How often does it, do they actually catch the ball? Oh, it gets higher and higher, okay. but initially when they first hear me and, ask, and, I, and I ask them to do that, they go, I can't do that. Which is kind of the first simple example of your mental toughness isn't really high on the scale. Mm -hmm. When you say, I can't. The, right. the, the, the can-do attitude is mm -hmm. one of the first places I look for um, conclusion that you've gotten mentally tough. So there are, there are lots of exercises. Like for a hockey player, um, I'll take a defenseman in particular who tends to skate backwards. Mm -hmm. And there are certain uh, identifiers, physical identifiers on the ice that they know about. There's the blue There's the blue line, there's the face-off circles, there's center court, and so on. So I say, look it, go down to the, the, the circle, and close your eyes, and skate backwards, and then stop every time you think there's the blue line, every time you think there's center line, then the next blue line, then, and the next circle. Again, I get the, I can't do that. <laughs> and then they, they realize mm -hmm. they can, because then I give them things like a whistle. I'll blow a whistle <coughs> when they're at the spot. And then I say, okay, now you got that. Mm -hmm. You're getting better mental toughness. Mm -hmm. Now go faster. So basically what we do in the mental toughness exercising process is put them in situations they're familiar with 
so we can build on that mm -hmm. and build the confidence and then give them audio as well as um, sensory in, uh, indicators that they've succeeded. Um, with golfers, for example, I use biofeedback tools to let them know when they've hit the sweet spot on a stroke. Okay. Um, and, and music will play in their ear. Their favorite music will play when they actually have hit that. So I'll actually have them put a blindfold on with the headband and the earpiece in, and they'll try to drive the ball. The ball is right there in front of them. It's there in the same place every time. Mm -hmm. And they again say, well, I can't do that. And they do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes early on, it's off the toe or off the you know, the club in a bad way. And then all of a sudden they start, their brain starts to connect with their body and they become mentally tough. And mentally tough is, the best measure is consistency. Okay. That they deliver the same thing every time and they're in control of the intensity of the changes. Mm. Because each challenge presents a different degree of challenge, which they then have to respond to, mm. like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Right. Um, so, <laughs> I don't use that example with any football players because they kind of go, are you kidding? <laughs> You're, I'm a Pillsbury Doughboy? No, no, no. Just, but little kids love it. Yeah, I'm and, sure. And then if their mom mm -hmm. lets me, I poke them. Because <laughs> then they're the Pillsbury. No, never mind. I don't do that. I don't do that. Very safe. Mentally tough. So mental mentally toughness tough. is a good way, the process is a good way to test whether the nutritional components that we've added to someone have worked. Because hmm. to be mentally tough your brain's got to be sharp. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm taking senses away from them, and if they're not fully engaged and, and healthy from a nutritional standpoint, functionally, it ain't going to happen. Mm -hmm. And we're going to work really hard trying to make it happen, and it ain't going to happen. Right. And I've learned that lesson over time as I learn more about nutrition and the value of food and how it can dramatically influence but even more dramatically diminish mm -hmm capability of performance at the highest level. Yeah, sorry, I have something in my That's eye. That's all right. <laughs> I'm focused, but a, a little not focused. Um, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> I don't have to deal with that mascara thing. It's, it's <laughs> Man. It's okay. Cool, so it's interesting, um, mental toughness. Again, I was doing, a, you know, just kind of looking into, mm -hmm. you know, what you do and all of the fun things. And so one of the things that came up was neurotransmitters mm. and I thought that that was really interesting because I love the science of neurotransmitters and brain health I'm not great at it um, it's not something that I touch much in practice at least early on maybe later if there's still some work that needs to be done but what I was reading was people who have different neurotransmitter amounts like higher dopamine lower serotonin yep. vice versa that kind of thing because yep. of what they're eating, where they are in life, what what they're not meeting their needs, whatever the case may be, they're trained differently. Mm -hmm. And so it's so interesting to, you know, you, you have to to train well to build the neurotransmitters and also work with the neurotransmitters that you have. And then you, what am I saying? And then you have to, each person is individualized, is really what I mean, because that's how I practice, but it's, it really seems to, that it has to be that way in all aspects of life, including if you're an elite athlete and you're training, you have to train for the athlete. Yeah. Yeah. So here's an example of that. Mm -hmm. Peyton Manning. Mm -hmm. Okay, Peyton Manning, everybody knows he's pretty good at what he did, or does. I don't know if he, no, he, what he did, uh, but he's still pretty good dad and husband and, and, and brother and, and son. Uh, that being said, in that way, seriously, 
he has his own levels of chemistry, the ones you mentioned, dopamine, serotonin, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada, mm-hmm. that influence the nervous system for your ability to respond and, and amp it up and be more aware and, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Well, in addition to that, when, when Peyton Manning says it takes 10,000 hours to create a neurological synapse that's going to repeat the actions at the highest level that you want to perform it at, he's not wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Now, the number might vary from one person to another because mm-hmm. of the chemistry, right. chemistry differences. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we can't really rely on that oversimplified phrase of 10,000 hours. If you repeat something 10,000 hours, you're going to get it locked into your body neurologically to, to deliver. Not, not false at all, but there's some margins of error. One is everybody's neurological synapses and neurological pipelines are different. Mm-hmm. They, they are unique for you. Yep. So I might have a gap between my fingers this big for, for, for throwing a football, and Peyton Manning might have it that big, which is why he's at the pro level and better than me. Now, I might have a better synapse for delivering uh, my footwork mm-hmm. or my speed mm-hmm. because my brain is, is doing that yeah. and I'm, I'm, designed, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm built to do that really, 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 really well. In either case, the chemistry's got to be good right. to jump that mm-hmm. and to ignite it and to use the 10,000 hours example to make new ones and stronger mm-hmm. ones so that the behavior reproduces itself over and over again. Coaches tend not to know about that neurological structures are different. So they tend to brush every player with the same yeah. strategy. Yeah, that's tough because you mm-hmm. would think, I mean, how much better could somebody be if you're actually training for, for that person? Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm big on data, mm-hmm. understanding yep. the player before we get them on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, that's many reasons why uh, organizations and teams engage me is that I, I go through that data gathering piece and, and get information from them about who that, who that person uniquely is mm-hmm. and, what, and what intrinsically drives them. Because with those measurements, I can get an understanding of the, neuro, the neuro, neurological systems mm-hmm. and the structures and the differences between those people. You know, one person's curiosity is really, really high and another person's is not and they're both on the same team. Well, which one of them would I have in a leadership role mm-hmm. when the leadership role requires the mental toughness to be inquisitive, right? to ask questions, mm-hmm. to want more mm-hmm. answers? Well, better not be this one. right? So mm-hmm. that information I can give to coaches so they can be better at substituting players on the field, making great, greater teams mm-hmm. in corporate America, so that you can give yourself a fairly calculated high probability of success. Yeah. So... Along with that, and then kind of going into, you know, a little bit of my world, you know, when it comes to mental toughness, and then what can help to create that. So I, you know, we talk about in nutrition, the microbiome a lot. And, and, you know, your, if your microbiome's healthy, then your immune system's healthy, your, your serotonin levels, Mm -hmm. your neurotransmitters are healthy. So I'm curious, how often, so I guess I'm curious about the food that you see your athletes eating and are there because I'm assuming a lot of them there's some focus but not a lot of focus I don't really know if that's true or if it's even the right focus if there is a focus and you know is there a focus on things like the microbiome to to get those people or allow them to stay at that elite level and keep them healthy and mentally tough there's a lot of stuff there (laughs) simply put it in as an is with this example a college athlete goes to a training table during the season or during the summer, doesn't matter, they all have training tables. They go into the university cafeterias and the schools that think they're doing 
what you're asking them to do mm -hmm. will have these color-coded cards and barcodes on the cards. And the athletes will have an app that they can then scan it and it'll say, that's for you, okay, good. So they can, and they, there'll be instructions there about how much of a serving they should take of that particular item. Okay. And they'll go to the next one, they'll go, uh, uh, that's not for you. So they create systems that's to so help guide the, the athletes mm -hmm. through this process mm -hmm. of learning about foods. Now the hope is that maybe once they leave college and go on to the pros, they'll hang on to some of those habits mm -hmm. and that instruction that they got about nutrition. Now the presumption is that system was the right system. <laughs> right. <laughs> that had the right foods mm -hmm. in the system that they're delivering from. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to opine on that. I'm, mm -hmm. I, I'm going to hope that it was and is, but I also know what I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when they become a pro or they leave college and go on to their job and I can keep in contact with them because many times I'll get them as corporate clients after their college careers mm -hmm. and I'm going why are you eating that what what happened to you yeah oh, I just couldn't stand that you know because it's not something that's familiar to them because mm -hmm. of the other piece that doesn't happen they don't explain it to them okay these kids are entitled mm -hmm. and enabled in so many different ways mm -hmm. they don't have to ask questions about anything Wow. Food, housing, clothing, everything is supplied for them. All mm. they are asked to do is deliver on the field. Yeah. Now, that's that's more prevalent in the bigger sports. So if you get down into into tennis and soccer, and, and even in some cases, some schools, the college-level basketball, it's not as rigorous. They're looking at the whole person, mm -hmm. and they're taking more time in the things you really want them to do. Yeah. Um, but in the bigger programs with more money, it's it's speed of delivery. Make it happen. And, yep. and they don't necessarily think about the kid, which is unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Yeah. And yet they go through the, the motions that make it look like mm -hmm. they're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, so there are times I see it right, and sometimes I see it wrong. Yeah. Um, and typically it's, it's, it's mass. <laughs> it's like the coneheads. Massive amounts of alcoholic beverages. No, that's not true. <laughs> Here's my real example. Lots of meat. Lots mm -hmm. of carbs. Yeah. Lots of fruit. Mm -hmm. It's they, they put them into yeah. these categories that sound like they're mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. but they're not looking at the microbiome. They're, they're just... They're, yeah, they're not taking it down that no. really deep enough. And I would assume it's also... Well, no, I guess you answered that question. I was going to say very generalized, but um, maybe not very It's specific, but, it's, but it may not be the right specific right. components yeah. because somebody in the nutrition department at the college is going through a project, mm -hmm. and the, the athletic department... They coincidentally gotcha. needed a program. Yep, yep, yep. Doesn't necessarily mean mm -hmm. it fits. Because yep. guess what? The basketball team, the soccer, women's soccer team, have different needs than mm -hmm. the football team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they may not change the offerings within the system. Interesting. That was going to be one of my questions, too, is the different strategies for different ages and different genders. You know, I would I would assume that there, there would have to be. Yes. Then there's a but. Uh -huh. um, many times... Um, especially with the female side of the uh, athlete, both uh, professional and, and amateur, they, they really get after it on their own. Uh, you, I, I don't, in, in general terms, I don't have a lot of, of encouraging needed to be done with the females regarding nutrition. That's why most of my practice is female. That's just what we do. I don't, it's weird. So they, they, uh, they're curious about things mm -hmm. and some of it's because of the way we socialize them, okay. female versus male, mm -hmm. um, which is, I regret, and I, that's a huge swing for me with my male clients, is getting them to think, <laughs> I say this to them, literally I say this to them, you gotta think like a girl. 
uh, because you're you're limiting. Even though you don't have as much of that feminine chemistry in you, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta bring that forward and think like a girl to be more uh, astute in certain issues, both yeah. in the social mm-hmm. side of things as well as the clinical and and and, and nutritional side mm-hmm. of things, mm-hmm. because they they're missing stuff. Yeah, and eventually they're gonna be on their own. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna be there, you know, right. handing out the the yeah. clothes and the food and and the housing. Uh, they've got to think through it. So I don't have as much trouble with the women. They they're they're more curious if there's a mistake to be made. They're going to find mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so I'm going to back up a minute and ask a question mm-hmm. um, just because I'm curious. Do Is professional, I guess, anywhere in the athletic world, whatever you deal with, is there still a thing as carb loading? Do they still oh, do God, that? Oh, God, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, and it, look, there are certain sports that, that they were the ones that started it, distance runners, cross-country mm-hmm. runners, uh, uh, Nordic skiers, okay. uh, because they felt that the, uh, the <laughs> carb loading was sugar. Mm-hmm. was a way to put in calories mm-hmm. that would be sitting there latent and ready to explode mm-hmm. with energy at some moment that you right. needed them. Right. And that's a way oversimplification yeah. of what really happens, but yeah. that's not pretty too far off. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's been modified and changed, which mm-hmm. is why we have a kind bars and all these different nutritional protein things and the drinks and the gels and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole other show on that in itself. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, it still exists because, again, they want things to happen fast and get results. And they want to be first at Mm -hmm. being there, wherever there is. And the there there is a constant inquiry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pick your category, whether it's nutrition Mm -hmm. or the X's and O's. Where's the there there? How can we be different and better first? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, carb loading is still a thing. Protein is also a thing. Sugar is not a thing, interestingly enough, despite the fact that some teams still have Gatorade and yeah, Powerade. Yeah. But that's tend to have some economics to it because mm-hmm, you know, sure. they get yeah. contracts. Yeah, yeah. But there's a high sensitivity to sugar and the, the use of that or the lack thereof. Hydration is a big topic uh, from whatever the source might be. Most are on the, the right bandwagon with just water is good. Mm-hmm. Don't that's re- good. Don't replace it with anything mm-hmm, else but mm-hmm. that. Uh, for me, it's caffeine. Yeah, for um, a lot of people. You know, and, and the, you know, the power drinks, the monster drinks, that's the caffeine thing. So caffeine's a sensitivity mm-hmm. that's out there. Um, it's, it's all good stuff, but I come back to our first point when we started off. Mind-body connects. Mm-hmm. And what influences the disconnect to happen? Yeah. Um, and all of those are in that mix. Okay. All right. So last thing I want to get into mm-hmm. is activity. How do you know... When you're dealing with your athletes of any age, how much activity they need or when they've had too much or not enough? I'm going to reverse that. Okay, great. And say, especially to moms and dads, mm-hmm. what, does the, what does the child look like when they've had enough? Because as you, get, as you move up from the kids to the more high-performance elite athlete status where they're in college scholarships, then they go to pros, they become more their own regulator. Uh, about what physical activity is all about. But the the difficulty is they don't know how to stop. Mm, And so at a young age, as mom and dads, you can help them know how to regulate themselves. So you give them a sense of feeling about their body and and when they need to rest. Because that's that's just as important Mm -hmm. as the physical activity. But to to get the physical activity stopped is where I want to (laughs) start. Yeah. So that they know about what that feels like, that barometer. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to the nutritional things we talked about, 
if brain chemistry and body chemistry are not in balance to the body, mm -hmm. they're going to have a difficult time stopping. Okay. They're not going to yep. know how to stop mm -hmm. because their body's not helping them. Yeah. All the chemistry that's necessary for their brain to, to think through stuff and be sensitive to the cues they're getting aren't going to flip. And they're, they're just not going to be there. So yep. be aware as a mom and dad or as a young coach with young kids what that tired kid looks like. Because many of them will continue to play. It's like the thoroughbred. If you let a thoroughbred run, they'll kill themselves. Yeah. They'll run and run and run because mm -hmm. they love to run. Mm -hmm. And you as the rider, the jockey, the trainer, you need to know how to hold them back and give them the signals and yep. train them mm -hmm. into that mm -hmm. behavior so they don't kill themselves. Yeah. Um, now, we're not a thoroughbred. Well, metaphorically, maybe. <laughs> we're humans. <laughs> we have reasoning. We think. So moms and dads, sometimes. coaches. Yeah, Usually. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> know how to recognize the signals to turn them off. Now, the amount of physical activity is many times directly related to the age group. Um, in general terms, any child from like five or six years old into their pre-teens, pre that 10, 12-year-old range, um, girls, because of their body chemistry, dig this, they're different, guys. Did you know that? So, Crazy, we are yeah. not the same. Mm. Feminine no chemistry. Care what some people like to say, yeah. we are not the same. Feminine chemistry <laughs> tends to let them know sooner, mm -hmm. and they listen. Guys, we tend to be more like that thoroughbred metaphor, and we'll continue to go until we literally fall over. Yep. Um, and that's that's not good. So mm -hmm. I I like to have in recreational programs, um, or or high high school programs to encourage coaches and administration to mix the women and the men together. And, and so they get feedback. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. oh, ooh, she, she's pretty stout, and she's stopping? Well, maybe I ought to think about stopping. So they get signals from okay. each other mm -hmm. about what's, mm -hmm. what's the right pace. Yeah. But physical activity, you feed them, make them go work out. <laughs> they go work out hard, get to exhaustion, feed them. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a simple way for me to integrate mm -hmm. the, the nutritional side to physical activity. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the interesting things... Um, but you know when it comes to the differences between men and women again you know sports nutrition sports athletics is not my strength but because of the way we're built mm -hmm. women we tend to have more injuries like more uh you know we you know our knees um blow your knees out you know yeah, your you acl have, mcl and, well you have more leverage mm -hmm. your fulcrums are more powerful to those connected tissue areas mm. because from your hips to your your torso is longer they get to bear children <laughs> We don't have that. Ours is shorter, guys. So we don't have the same leverage on our hips that you do because mm -hmm. you've got a longer lever yeah. from hip to okay. the top of your head. That's longer. And you're going to put more pressure on those areas. And the same thing with the knees. Mm -hmm. So what, what tends to happen is that, as you said, the connective tissue injuries, blowing your knees out, mm -hmm. uh, medial uh, MCL and ACL mm -hmm. injuries, uh, hamstring pulls. Mm -hmm. uh, watch and look at the soccer teams. So well, what do you do about it? Well, in my area, when I talk to coaches about these differences, I say, look at in soccer, don't let them head the ball, <laughs> especially the girls mm. before the age of 14. Train the technique, mm -hmm. but don't let them hit because they're, you're going to have neck issues. Yeah. And you could, in fact, have uh, levels and degrees of brain trauma uh, with the athletes. Mm. So be sensitive to that. Uh, the other part of it is... is <laughs> 
coaches love me with this one. You know, I talk about taking the taking the senses away. Mm-hmm. I ask coaches with girls in the soccer area, well, soccer lacrosse, to go barefoot, hmm. play without your shoes on. Okay. Ow. Oh. <laughs> well, and here's why. Has anybody ever showed you how to strengthen your feet? No. No. Mm-mm. We train big muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, your your pecs and your yep. your glutes and your hamstrings and your calves and your biceps and try you know traps and all that kind of stuff. But your feet are the first place where balance begins. So if you want them to be balanced and help protect the connective tissue in your ankles and your knees, mm-hmm. you better have strong feet. Yeah, I mean, right makes, down to your toes. That makes sense, yeah. So practice those little muscles. without your shoes on, mm-hmm. which is why it's very interesting how people like Walter Payton, back in the day, for those of you who don't, okay, I'm, I dated myself. Walter Payton, running back, <laughs> Chicago Bears, first to be seen running up sand dunes on Lake Michigan, hmm. barefoot. Hmm. Um, and he would run, there was, there was a hill uh, in Chicago at, this, at the training facility for the Bears that was grass, and he would run that barefoot. Okay. Because he... he kind of got into the strength of his feet. Mm-hmm, he had chronic mm-hmm. ankles. Well, he got other benefits because of it. But So that's one way to help with that connective tissue yeah. uh, thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The other thing is green leafy vegetables. Mm-hmm. Improve the, the, that, that tissue area. Um, again, minerals and salts that Im- improve the, the neurosynapses in those areas. Because remember, tendons and ligaments are very, very tight very very dense mm-hmm. uh, material now there is circulation in there but many times it's it, it's it's circulatory capillary systems that are on top of it right, right so it doesn't feed it within the tissue like within muscle so you want to promote circulation of there so the other thing that athletes themselves can do is massage those areas mm-hmm. before you practice as a pre yep. pre-warm-up mm-hmm. your thumb just like this <laughs> To the point of it doesn't feel very good. We do that at the gym with uh, with like lacrosse balls mm-hmm. and things like that, and it's it's uncomfortable. Yeah, and it should be. <laughs> That's your barometer. Fun. That little yeah. uncomfort, as much as you can stand it, that indicates you're getting it done. You're opening up that tissue because mm-hmm. it's very dense tissue. Yeah. You know those little rollers you have for your back and your hips and stuff. Those are great for popping out the joints and getting them everything aligned, but they're not going to get at that very fibrous, very dense tissue. Mm-hmm. That would be knees, and it's the um, the top of your hips, you know, where the crown kind of goes like that. Right below that, stick your thumbs in there, and just, it's where the glutes connect. There's a big connection point right mm-hmm. there of ligaments. So. Just get in there. Yeah. Um, that, that works really, really well. And then the deep tissue massage, for those of you, my athletes, uh, they ask me all the time, what kind of massage should I get? I kind of like this one. I said, you're 300-pound lineman, buddy. That's not going to work. It may feel good, nice and warm, smells really hot, you know, but no, they need to get, you know, stand on you. Yeah, dig, <laughs> Get a dig small Chinese in. lady and just really get after it. No deference to any ethnicity, okay? It just means they're very small. They can, uh, okay, sorry, Ooh, slipped into some other zone. We, uh, we don't, it's okay. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> but you see, in my world, I, oh gosh, I can't tell you how many times I've been caught. <laughs> just, I just, you know, you know, the we, sh- well, there's whole, so society has changed for me so much. You know, back in the day, it was, there were so many words that were said back in the day when I was in high school and college that you would have been crucified today. Mm-hmm. I mean, we think it was gym stuff, you know, yeah, yeah. as some very ominous person once said, it's locker room talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, locker room talk has changed. Um, yeah. Talk about mind-body mm-hmm. connection. Holy cow. Yeah, no kidding. 
Oh. All right, cool. So uh, we are hitting the end of our time. Is there anything that we missed that you want to talk about? Um, I, I think just in conclusion of, of what we talked about is it's a sensitivity to the connection between mind and body. Mm -hmm. That's how we started. And we went through all the different places where that can be influenced mm -hmm. so that you don't get foggy, you don't lose contact, you, you stay optimal. And there are, we gave you some signs about how to identify that, both as a mom and dad, a coach, administrator, um, or franchise, to help those athletes be their best. Because ultimately, that's your goal, right? It's, it's player-focused, help them be the best, make the connections between themselves and their teammates uh, uh, positive and healthy, and you get a chance to be a champion uh, or earn a championship. But the real goal is every day work on those pieces that make you the best and hope that they connect with someone else. Awesome. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. That's thanks awesome. for coming on. Yeah. How can people find you? Well, that's interesting. Um, uh, <laughs> 360mindset.com is my website. That's awesome place to go. Every Friday, 11 a.m. here with 360 Performance and my talk show. This week, we're going to be talking to uh, Kendra Freeman of uh, Mendy uh, Corporation, a manufacturer of natural-based CBD products. Um, and... Um, other than that, just to, you know, watch me, watch for bicycle riders on the streets. You might see me. I don't know. You know, who knows? I've been averaging about 130 miles a week. Really? Well, it's pandemic. It's a pandemic thing. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did that pretty much before, too, unless I'm traveling. I get to travel for the first time in months. Awesome. On Monday. Going? I'm going to Nashville, Tennessee. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to check out some things there and, and have some fun. Uh, but that, that's how you that's how you get a hold of me, 360mindset.com. Uh, send me a note. You can do that. Sign up for some stuff. Watch some videos. Um, it's all good stuff. Yeah. And keep watching this lady right here. <laughs> she's, she's good at what she does. Thank you. Always the best for you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So um, how you find me? So tastelifenutrition.com, the website. Um, I have <laughs> – I'm going to get a sticker so I can put it right there. <laughs> so I do have a free assessment on the website if you want to fill that out. Um, it doesn't matter where you are in the country, out of the country. Um, you know, fill it out and happy to chat about the results of it uh, whenever you have time. So do that. Also, um, you know, Facebook. I do try to do a bunch of Facebook Lives. And Can I still do that if I'm in the country but I feel like I'm out of the country? Yes. Okay, good. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> it, it works. <laughs> um and then, uh, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, all of the places, working really hard to, to do that. It's hard. She's so social. Social so media is hard. Yeah. I'm just, I'm old enough to where it's really hard. <laughs> it's, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Thanks for coming. Um, go watch, uh, watch Lowell's show tomorrow, and then I'll be back again in two weeks. See y'all later.